This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 70, recorded on the 7th of May, 2014. Today's topic is 17 staff training tips. Hello, everybody. This is Travis. Uh, If you've been listening long enough, you'll know that I have a pretty standard intro here, and I'm bored of it. So I'm not going to do that. I hope that you will go to iTunes and subscribe and Stitcher and uh, do all those good things. I really do want to shout out to those folks who have found some value in what we do here on the Camp Hacker Show and have sponsored this show on Patreon. So if you want to help out or just for as little as a dollar per episode, you can go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash camp hacker and we'd be so grateful it helps us keep the show going the other thing we want to do is say thank you to coda the camp owners and directors association for sponsoring the show for the past year if you want some information or you are an a private independent camp and looking for some colleagues in camping please go to camp owners and directors dot com i hope you enjoy the camp hacker show Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run a blog about running a great summer camp at camphacker.tv. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility in the Catskill Mountains, and this will be my 18th summer uh, working up at the summer camp. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Camp Waro is an all-girls camp with a linguistic uh, program up in the Laurentian Mountains in Quebec. Well, welcome to you both. Uh, I'm sorry Joe is not able to make it, but it's spring at camp, and so we know what's going on. There's lots of stuff, and uh, Joe happens to be involved in a big construction project, so we'll miss Joe. Um, Today, we are going to do what Dan calls the whip. We are going to do some rapid-fire quick tips for staff training. Gab and I did... um, what turned out to be 12 tips last spring, and it was the, the most downloaded show of last year. And so we're going to do it again and come up with some new ideas. Part of this comes out of uh, our recent introduction of Gab's new show on the network called Camp Code. And uh, we wanted to give you a chance to see quickly what, what our thinking is when, camp, when we put out our Camp Code shows. So Gab and Beth and Ruby Compton, who many of you know from being on the show a couple of times, run Camp Code. And it is specific and just focused on staff training. So we're going to do the whip and do some quick ideas um, to give you some rapid fire tips and tricks for your staff training this summer. But we do hope, hope, hope that you will check out the camp code, which is at camphacker.tv slash camp code. There are some awesome episodes. We're just about to release episode 10 uh, and there'll be 12 before the before staff training starts for everybody. So please check that out, camphacker.tv slash camp code. Dan, uh, we're going to start with you. First, first tip for staff training. Great. Um, I think the first tip, uh, uh, sorry, tip is um, is to know your audience. You know, um, when I'm presenting to a group of seventeen-year-olds, I tend to present, um, and our junior counselors' first time, I tend to present a little bit differently than I would present to my management staff or to someone that's out of college. And to really know know the audience and know what they're going to gravitate to is, is an important important thing as part of staff training. Nice. That's great. And you, Gab? 
Um, I like to do something called leadership classes, uh, which is uh, w- when you're working with staff members that are returning year after year. Um, I find that after when they get there for their third um, staff training, that's where you really need to challenge them and treat them as uh, differently than the rest of the staff and set up those expectations at the very beginning. But what leadership classes, uh, what that does is you basically you give them a, a, a form to fill out and um, they participate in everything during the session, but they mark down what the session giver did that worked um, and maybe some suggestions. And then I debrief with, with them afterwards. And they don't do this at every session, but um, I get them to do it at least three times or four times throughout uh, staff training. And this is to help them for when they become leadership team members. And it's also to help them. I try to give them sessions near the end of staff training, maybe a 15 minute um, portion of, of leading the rest of the staff. So it's really for them to, to learn a little bit more and it and, and the people that are giving sessions know that that's happening as well. I give them the feedback afterwards. It's awesome. What a brilliant idea. I love it. Dan. Um, uh, attention um, is, uh, is the key with staff training. You know, you could have your staff members in front of you for two hours and you could do a bunch of icebreakers, but if you don't relate them to the training material, you're really missing an awesome opportunity. Having that attention, and even you can wrap up any team building game to the subject matter that you're talking about, and and showing them how easy it is to think about the fly, and, and showing them why you're doing it, uh, really goes a long way. If, if you're able to educate yourself on why they're at camp, I mean, everyone knows why they're at camp, because they want to have fun, they want to be outdoors with children, they really believe in what they're doing, but if you could tell them why in, in many different aspects um, with in many different avenues, uh, you're, you're going to have a much better training and um, attention is definitely key. Perfect. My session, my session idea is one that we did for years called the clientele mindset. And that involved, um, we often talk about uh, professionalism in the industry and, and I've taken to calling everybody who works full time or wants to work full time camp pro. And, um, this is really the, the essence of the camp pro mindset where we teach, um, young adults how to think um, in such a way that they're always looking to look after clients. So, um, that they're not just, you know, a new body to fit into or, or a name on a checklist. Um, but instead they're real people with real families, with real concerns and how to do things like how to shake their hand properly, how to look at people in the eye when you're having a conversation with them. It's not normal for teens and young adults to greet each other by shaking each other's hands, but I think it makes you stand out. And um, so we we talk about that, how to get to know people's names um, and just treat them like they are the whole reason for your being, which in reality is the truth. And we need to make those families feel incredibly welcome at camp. And I think that that goes for camps that you don't necessarily see the parents or you may not see the parents until visiting day. It's the same thing. Any new person you see, you put out your hand and introduce yourself, make them feel welcome, make sure they know where things are, basic things like the washroom, where to get a drink when they arrive at camp. Gab, for you? Um, I have um, put uh, pages of your manuals and different ones up in the bathroom stalls around camp during staff training. Basically, just yeah. put them up everywhere. But bathroom is the place that most people read, so I like yeah. Fantastic. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> bathroom reading material. Yeah, that's super smart. 
Super laminated. Smart. <laughs> yeah. That is key. Um, Dan, do you have another one? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, for, for me, it's, it's always about bringing it and, and never going on autopilot. Um, you know, I, I think of when we have staff, you have retention, you have some staff members that have heard the same session from you three, four times, yep. and you need to figure out a way to alter that session yearly. Um, you can't show the same video. You can't use the same audio clip. You can't tell the exact same story you told the year before. Um, I mean, you can, uh, but uh, you need to point out that you're sharing this again because you think it's the best example. Uh, but you really need to make sure that you're non-autopilot and that you're challenging yourself. Uh, Steve McGuire is a huge advocate for this. Um, and um, I think it shows to your staff as well, too. I think if your staff are seeing how you're trying to alter things each time, they're going to do that with programming. They're not going to run the same game all the time. They're going to change how they run the program slightly. but still the same way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my next one is about using video. I think video is becoming increasingly easy for us to, um, to use. And I think that there are ways that you can incorporate videos, silly songs, you know, lip syncs, whatever, into ways to introduce a session or introduce an idea or, um, you know, to, to illustrate your point, you could show a Ted talk or a video that you found, but I'm thinking about, um, making videos. And using this time at staff training, um, I posted something to the Camp Hacker Instagram yesterday about the best way to become a, an expert is to teach. And I wholeheartedly think we need to get people teaching as early as possible. And so I think we spend some time, have some people sort of storyboard and create ideas of things that we need to teach kids this summer and have them available in video form. So maybe at the first dinner or the first few meals, you could show some videos, how to do duties, how to clean your cabin, um, any anything that we could you know, create to give that to the campers. Those are also resources that will then be awesome for families who are trying to make a decision about camp. Um, you all know if you've listened long enough that I'm always thinking about ways to market camp. And one of the best ways is to show what daily life is like and the transformations we make in kids. And the way to do that is to show, yes, you're going to be a part of taking care of this place. You're going to be a part of the community. And here's some of the ways that you can contribute in the best way. So I say you make some videos, how-to videos when you're training. I really, I really like that. Can I, can I tag something? Please, please, please. One? Um, I, I'm, I want to do this. Well, we're going to do this project, but basically, um, it's great to have, um, parents come up to camp and do a panel. If you can yes. do that, great. But if you can't, um, ask, ask if you can go to their home and ask a bunch of questions and, you know, what do you expect, um, from your, uh, for your child? Um, how do you want the camp council to act when your child is home lonely? How do you want your uh, the camp counselor to act on the first day. Uh, just very, very simple things so that it, it creates that uh, a stronger link between um, the, the clients and our staff members because staff members are very connected to camp yep. but not always have a full understanding of that parents are, are leaving, whether it's a day camp or whether it's a residential camp, that they're, they're physically leaving their child you know, with you in, in the care. So um, we're going to interview a couple of people this year and and show it over um, over our staff training and different yeah. segments. Nice, that's brilliant. Video, video, iPhones, iPads are great. Video, yes. uh, it's so easy. So yeah, uh, that yeah. iPhone. Just don't move it too much. <laughs> 
Right. Exactly. Lock it off. Put it on a yeah. tripod. I'm with you. Dan, what else you got? Um, you know, keeping them active and involved. Uh, you know, I think um, staff really want to be able to participate. And, and sitting in a lecture style, even if it's in the, in, uh, outside or um, in the dining hall or, you know, somewhere else nostalgia, it's still lecture style. You know, you really need to figure out a way to keep everyone involved in the training, um, even the people that have just been there for 24 hours. So break up the style of presentation. Yeah, yeah. That's another way of saying it, too. <laughs> um, Gab, you have a limit on the length of time for training sessions, right? Yep. It's, uh, it's 15 minutes for lecture uh, speaking period time. And, yeah. um, and when I, and I, I'll really say this the first year that we did this, it, it wasn't a complete success because, mm-hmm. um, it, it was very, very, very difficult to do. And what, what ended up happening sometimes was that we kept, um, doing a lecture, then doing an activity, then doing a debrief. Right. And it was sort of the same routine. And so we really realized that, okay, we have to, it's not only just limit limiting it to 15 minutes, but it's. It's as as Dan just said, sort of shaking it up, um, different teaching styles. So sometimes we'd start with a story, go into an experiential learning exercise, get them to reflect on things, and uh, it just also made us a lot more concise with what we were trying to um, get across. I really think that the more time you talk, the more BS yeah. is added into it. So right. when you limit that talking time, you're limiting the sort of the access things that people won't remember anyways. But uh, now that we've done it for a couple of years, it's, it's second nature. And and staff members are getting so much better at, at being concise also. So. Right. 15 minutes is the max, I think. Yeah. It's amazing. Right on. Uh, my next tip is um, make a song about it. And one of the ways that we did this, I know that this was talked about on Camp Code. Um, one of the ways that we did this a number of years ago is we sat all of the staff down and explained how to do duties in the morning. And then we gave them time to write a song about it called a Duty Ditties. And they were able to, we gave them, say, use a nursery rhyme song, use a a pop song from right now, rewrite the words so that you can have something easy to remember to teach your kids while they're doing, you know, their part of cleanup around camp and make it easy to remember um, all the ways to do it. So that's my idea is to um, either teach, teach the duties, but then have them create songs. We call that session duty ditties. Um, Yeah. What do you got? Um, the, uh, write your question down. So don't ever ask if you have any questions. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, very normal for people to, one, freeze and, and not have any questions come to their head. Um, and then also, two, <coughs> you're avoiding that one person that does ask questions all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the staff get annoyed with that one person. You don't want that to happen. So, um, Or the quiet staff member that does have a question feels shy. So... Um, Basically, we don't ask if anybody has questions. We ask them to write it down. Like right. a brown one, with it. Yep. Um, write it before you talk or with this. Write it before you speak. And mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes what I do, instead of ask them what those questions are, they pair up in groups of three. They try to answer those questions. If there's some of those questions they weren't able to find an answer to, then they bring it to the entire group. And it's a, it's a great way to get them to think for themselves um, and that they do have questions. Of course they do. Uh, yep. Just giving them the space to do that. So I, I never ask any more 
I, does anybody have any questions? I, I say, write, please write your one question down that you have. Super, super smart. I love this show. <laughs> this makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> Uh, yes, exactly. We're not, 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 Kevin and I are not looking at the camera today. We are just taking notes quickly. Yeah. Um, Dan, what, uh, what do you got? Um, yeah, uh, theme. And I don't mean theme in the traditional sense of dressing up like pirates or, uh, superheroes, but not knocking that at all. Yep. Um, but, um, having an overarching theme to your training. So I'll give the example. Um, we started doing themes three years ago with our staff training. And the first one we chose was build strong. And we related all the trainings back to that phrase of build strong. And then at the end of the training week, we literally had wood planks that said build strong on it and the staff signed it. And we hung those on the, the foyer and entries for, um, for the dining hall. So mm -hmm. now every day when they come in the dining hall three times a day, they're seeing the phrase build strong and it's bringing them back to staff training. They see that they, they put their name up there. They have that commitment to that theme. And it's, it's been fantastic. And now I have staff that are excited about the theme for staff training and tossing us ideas. So we've done Build Strong. We've done Be Present. Um, you know, it, it's it's really important to us um, that they remember it as training as, as the summer goes on and not that we just front load everything and, and we hope for the best. Um, so I, I can't recommend enough a theme that they can really gravitate to and, and um, embrace as a, as a whole. That's perfect. Um, that I did. Uh, my mine is um, number thirteen is um, embrace your history, and I've had lots of occasions to talk to camps about in different see how they value history in different ways, and um, I think it's something I could have done better as a camp director to to make my staff understand that they are part of a they're part of a, a group. Beth has this session that she does just on legacy and understanding that you're leaving a mark on this place and and how to do that, but. Um, I think one of the things I could have done better is embrace history and talk about some of the stories of people that went before, bring in alumni to talk, to tell their stories or to video their stories even better. Um, and just involve people in, um, you know, this is a 60 year history, a 40 year history, a, a seven year history of what we're working together on. And there have been people that have gone before you that have made this possible for you. And, you know, um, this is why camp started and how we got the property. And, and I've heard some awesome historical stories lately. Um, I, and some camps are doing it right. So um, Camp Winnebago in Maine, um, they have a museum on site that is just about about Winnebago and celebrates their long history. And and uh, what a cool place to, to have a spot to mark the moments of camp. This camp's pretty temporal. It kind of comes and goes, and and it's in some people's minds. But you know, creating records and all that stuff, I think, is really important. So that's mine: is embrace history. Turns us over to, to Gab. Do you have another one? I like what you said, Travis, about history. And um, and what I tell our staff is that our history is really our foundation. And But what helps us grow uh, are the changes that we do um, as long as we're following the values of our camp. And when you have diehard camp staff, changes are very difficult for them. And so in this historical um, portion, uh, we also highlight some of the, the different shifts that our directors have done over the years to keep 
Camp Waro um, alive. And so each director has done something that that they had to change our program so we could keep uh, we could keep as a strong organization. Um, and I joke with them. We have we've put in we've put in stage lights in our lodge, which is one of our original buildings. Yeah. And uh, I joke with them saying, "Don't leave those lights on. I don't want to be known as the director that burned down the lodge. <laughs> that can't be the legacy." So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, all these guys are the wonderful things. Yeah. Gabrielle known for burning down the lodge. That can't happen. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think since we've been doing that, that part of our history has been also change. Um, they're much more open to what needs to get done so that we can uh, we can still remain a strong uh, organization uh, that has a historical background but is moving sort of into the future. Right. Right on. Dan, do you have a final tip? Uh, geez, uh, final. I've got a few more. Um, um, I would say the, the best one we've done in the past few years um, uh, comes from my coworker, Cam, um, who you can find him at Leader Cam on Twitter. Um, it's designing a manual that people will look at. Uh, Cam's got a graphic design uh, path that he went to school for, and he took our manual, which was um, probably double in length, over 100 pages, and really hard to read, and different fonts, and uh, often uses the fire starter, hmm. and made it, um, cut it down in half the length, um, made it look um, intentional, made it look um, really well put together, and uh, he got all the minor spelling mistakes out, everything. Um, I made it look so clean that people read the whole thing. People mm. will actually, at night, will actually go back and literally read it. And so you have those staff that are nervous and, and will start reading it um, and will literally complete the manual. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. And so I, I can't emphasize enough to not do it on Microsoft Word last minute, <laughs> but um, instead uh, find some way to, to make it look beautiful and, and, and uh, utilize your resources in that sense. Awesome. And I've heard Gab talk about just that very thing on Camp Code. Gab, do you have one more? I'm going to get one more from each of you. So, Dan, you, have, you think about your, your final one. Okay. Uh, I do have one more. Please. Um, so, basically, uh, this is something that you can do with your uh, those staff members that have been that back for like their third year or more. And different areas on camp, you can have uh, two different um, signs that talk about the same topic. So, for example, in your dining room, what do campers need to know and what do staff need to know? So you have a list of the guidelines that campers should, campers should be following in the dining room. And, for example, we don't allow a certain age group to carry, you know, hot plates or, you know, so on and so forth. And what should staff members need? What do they need to know? Not about emergencies, mm. just about how this area runs. And this is very helpful for new staff members, and it's very helpful for those um, staff members that are transitioning from CIT to staff. Even though they went through a whole program, it's it's really helpful. And you can build that throughout the summer, uh, throughout the staff training, so it's not overwhelming, and post it up around camp and just use two different uh, color uh, boards. And that's very helpful, uh, I think. And it gives also... Like you said, Travis, teaching is is a total other way of learning. And for those those guys that are coming back year after year, uh, they have to really think about it and put in great proper vocabulary and yep. they put a lot of time into it. But yeah, I love this as a training tool. It's a, a silent training tool. Yes. SMRT. Dan, your last one. Um, my last one just goes back to enthusiasm. You know, if... if um, I know I talked about bringing it and not going on autopilot, but having genuine enthusiasm, I'm not talking about 
screaming at the top of your lungs or anything of that matter, but more um, more that that sympathy and that that care that comes with enthusiasm and the um, and getting them excited that the kids are coming. Uh, often when staff are showing up to staff training, they've had a long year. Uh, school's really rough. Um, their personal lives are all over the place. Their parents are yelling at them because they're going away for several weeks and they didn't take care of this and didn't care, take care of that. And having um, enthusiasm about getting about what's going to happen in a few days and the lives are going to change and, and <coughs> using that as care as well um, really um, it really centers the staff and, and it, it role models exactly what you want their camp experience to be like for the children. Um, you know, so that's, I, I think I can't emphasize enough having enthusiasm, showing that you want to be there and that you're not just going through the motions. Awesome. Good one. Um, so I have one last one and this came, comes from, um, Dr. G who presented at, um, at mid States. And she had some really smart things to say about, about working with staff and sort of about their developmental stages. And here's, here's the thing that I, one big thing I took away from her, um, you need to create a culture at your camp that values sleep. Um, we are getting staff who come out of school with a huge sleep debt. And then, you know, sometimes training events might go till 11 o'clock at night, and then they want a bit of free time to just hang out with their friends, all very normal expectations and, and things that I certainly went through on my own as a counselor and when I was a director, but we need to change that culture of late nights so that we give them a chance to catch up on sleep in that however much time we have to train them. And then they are way better physically and psychologically prepared to be counselors on day one of camp. And then they can also maintain the strength that they need to be a good counselor throughout the whole long, long summer. And so that's my, my last one, create a culture that values sleep from, um, at ask Dr. G on Twitter. She's got good stuff. If you're interested in a training speaker, um, I thank you both for some great ideas. Uh, I dance in a hurry and needs to get going. So at this point then I'm going to move as quickly on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So, Dan, let's do yours, and then I'll, we'll say goodbye. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, so mine is a, a book called The Way of the Seal by Mark Devine, and um, I heard about this book on the Art of Manliness podcast, and um, the podcast, it's funny, it's not about gender at all. Um, it's it really interviews about bettering yourself. Right. But um, in uh, the interview with this guy who wrote this book, and I picked up the book afterwards, and it's fantastic. It's all about being mentally prepared, um, and that's really what we're going through as camp professionals during this time is stress, and, and the best way to combat is to be mentally prepared. And uh, it just the tools they provide in the book um, are great, and they're, they're easy, they're simple, um, they're easy to implement right away, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a great read and a quick read as well. Awesome. Thanks, Dan, for making time for us today. Where can people follow you or get in touch with you if they have any follow-up questions? Yeah, so um, I tweet at Dan Loves Camp. Um, I also blog at danlovescamp.com. And then I work at Frost Valley YMCA as well, so you can get a hold of me through there. Um, but other than that, um, thank you so much again, and um, hope everyone has a good summer. And, uh, yeah. Take care, man. Yeah, you too. Take care. Take it easy, yep. Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye. Gap, what's your tool today? 
Uh, my tool is bigstock.com, and uh, it's great that Dan mentioned a, a nice-looking ma- um, staff manual. I, I really do think that that's important, streamlining your fonts and making sure the color looks, looks great and nice. And Big Stock has, Big Stock has the deal right now where uh, you get seven days of five downloads a day. And it can either be um, JPEG images or vector files, which are, you know, sort of drawings. Mm-hmm. But um, really, really nice stuff. And if you were sent, let's just say you're sending out emails weekly to, um, to families uh, throughout the summer, that you could get some great infographics um, from, from the site, or you can just get some very nice images. Uh, even a bus, a picture of a bus, so that it's you know for transportation. So it's uh, free for seven days. And if you're like us, we forgot that we had to <laughs> unsubscribe, yep. and so we actually got it for a month, and uh, we're loving it. And, and I think it was only sixty dollars, so it's, it's quite a deal. Bigstock.com. Wonderful. That's great. Um, I have a, a less relevant to the time, sort of more general tip or, or tool. Um, we dropped our iPad. And, um, it, uh, the, the front glass just went in a million pieces. Um, so we've been sort of limping along with it and, uh, until I did some research and realized that for, it cost me $24 to get a new, um, they call it the digitizer. That's the pane of glass that's on the top of the iPad and you can get a new digitizer for any touch screen. So if that top piece of glass breaks, you can replace that and it comes with instructions and they're pretty technical instructions. I think it's going to be a nerve wracking time to sit down, put this on my tool bench and, and pull apart the iPad and, and try to get it to work. But, you know, the cost of buying a new iPad, which is a tool that we use in our business every day um, and have big plans to use this summer for, for our camp visits, um, it's worth $25 to me to try to fix it on my own. So uh, I'll put a link to the company that I bought. It was off of Amazon, cost $25 to ship it to Canada. Um, and it's just that piece of glass with the, you know, some of the electronic connections. And then you just watch a YouTube video on how to fix it. So that, um, that may save if some of you use iPads for your programming or your personal directors are using um, iPads, you know, phones with the touchscreen, anything, they are replaceable um, with uh, a little bit of tender, tender loving care. So uh, I suggest you look into that. <clears throat> yeah, we should. Uh, will you let us know how, how it went? Yes. Like, you know, putting it together. Yeah. So yeah. I'll be interested. I know a couple of people that will. We'll want to know <laughs> it. We need to use this actually. Right. Right. See if it was easy or not. Yes, it doesn't look easy. Like, I mean, it looks like it'll take a while, but it doesn't look complicated. Doable. Yeah. Is it doable? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how savvy do you need to be? Yeah. Exactly. We all know somebody though that's kind of tech savvy. Yeah. Like you know, yep. we're, we're not in this ridiculous bubble. There's people right. out there that you know that love these type of challenges, so you don't have to do it yourself. Well, yes, and maybe this will be a new camp hacker service. Send Travis your <laughs> iPad, and he will replace your screen for you. You get a sticker. You get a camp hacker. <laughs> and you get a camp hacker sticker on the back of your iPad. Or your cell phone, whatever it is you need. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'd do that. I'd do that. <laughs> Gab, uh, how can people get in touch with you, follow up with you, et cetera? Um, they can get in touch with me at gabzjbz at uh Check out where I work at waro.com or follow me on Twitterbird at Gabrielle Rail, Rail 2L. Fantastic. Thanks, Gab, for being on and sharing your awesome ideas. Yeah, no problem. Um, Gab, is there, what's been the biggest thing that you got out of Camp Code this year? What's been your, your biggest discovery or thing you're most excited about? 
Um, uh, that's a great question. I so I just did a, a leadership uh, training program for the Quebec Camping Association this past weekend, and my challenge is that um, it's for CIT directors, uh, coordinators, and my challenge is that my own CIT uh, directors come to this program mm. um, every year. So my challenge is to do stuff that I've never done before for them, and uh, so it keeps the, the program fresh. Um, yeah. I listened to some of the Camp Code uh, podcasts so I could get re-get uh, new training ideas. I think it's just something that uh, gets your brain ready for for this. As much of a many of us, you know, say that staff training is the most important part of the summer. I, I tend to agree with that, and um, it just gets you with it. even maybe have the same ideas, but it reminds you of those ideas, or it gives you a different take on how to present something. So. Um, I actually listened to it so that I could have some fresh ideas in this training program and, and give the CIT directors uh, something that they, you know, fresh for yeah. them and hopefully bring to their camps that they've never seen before. So it's been a, it's a really cool podcast, like totally different from Camp Hacker. Both have amazing uh, information, but uh, there's some specific tools and tips on, on staff training that I, I think are, are, are pretty neat. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I've been I've been yeah. listening to them too because I'm I'm not in the room when they're recorded, so it's been fun for me to listen to them and hear all the great ideas. Um, I always love listening to Beth talk about staff training because yeah. she is really the best at this I've ever seen, um, and to hear how you and Ruby are really on the same plane. And I've known that from our years of doing the show and, and seeing you teach before, I know that you're on the same level as Beth, um, but I'm just, I, I'm so enthusiastic and excited about the awesome stuff that goes on on that, on that podcast. So it's, it's been yeah. a pleasure. And Beth and I have known each other for uh, a long time, mm -hmm. I, almost probably 15 years probably at this point, yeah. I think. Um, and uh, so it's been it's been quite a, quite a long time. So there's there's things that I'm I'm learning so much from what she's saying. And Ruby, I've never met. We met the first time um, this year at uh, ACA yeah. uh, in Orlando. But uh, everything that she has to say, I think, is is genius. And we all have our own sort of a different take on on how to do things. But the value uh, system is 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 shared. So yeah. I think that's why it makes it. I think that's why the synergy works really well. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we're really excited about that show and grateful to you, Gab, for taking on a second show on the network. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, it's so please do check it out, people. You can go there. It's um, at camphacker.tv slash campcode. And you can also download it for free to your iPhone, to your Android phone. Just use a podcast app and search for Camp Code. Um, it's two words, usually Camp Hacker. Well, Camp Hacker is usually one word, but Camp Code is two words. And you'll find uh, some awesome resources there. Thanks, Gab, for being on the show. No, no problem. Right on. Uh, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, if you've heard some good ideas, we hope you'll click the, the like button below this. And if you want to be informed when a new Camp Hacker shows come out, please do click subscribe. It's helpful to us um, to to get these shows out to you. And because we put these shows on for free just so that, that uh, camp pros around the world can, can learn and grow together. And if you're listening on your phone, then um, we we'll hope you go check out the the show notes for this podcast at camphacker.tv slash podcast and if you love what we're doing if you go to camphacker.tv slash itunes you it will open up itunes and you could leave us a rating and review there's also a rating and review in the 
Stitcher up too. So all these great things that you can do for us uh, would be so grateful. We hope that uh, I think we'll probably have one or two more shows before the season is wrapped up, depending on who we can get together for the panel. But we're so grateful that you've joined us today for what has turned out to be 17 new tips on, on camp staff training. Thanks very much for the for watching, everybody. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.